Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing the new Pokemon starters and picking our favorites of all time. And review our retro roulette game, Batman Forever, for the Super Nintendo. Also, stay tuned to the end of the show for an important announcement. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Jenny. Uh, so I have been playing a lot more Dead by Daylight than I have on past podcasts of late. Um, I started mm-hmm. factoring it. Yeah, I started factoring it back into my stream as well. I tried to do it on Tuesdays again. Um, it hasn't gotten any less frustrating or sweaty or toxic or however you want to describe it, but I'm having more fun with it for whatever reason. I don't know I if like, it's just... I like sweaty. You like sweaty? <laughs> well, so every 13th of the month, they do a grade reset. So it is especially sweaty at the moment because for some reason, once it gets close to the 13th, everyone tries to do whatever it takes to get their grade to uh, grade one. It's really hard for me to say not rank one because that's what it used to be called. Um, so yeah, they they try to get all the way down to the best grade before it resets, which I understand to a degree but also if you're like where i am and you're only about a little more than halfway to go it's just not worth it to be that sweaty because i feel like at one point you stop having fun so i just played a killer game before we jumped on the podcast and one person disconnected because they were mad another person um was just playing really dumb and kept like revealing her teammates to get me away from her so i killed her and then the last two people who were actually trying to play the game, I just let them go. I was just like, go ahead, do whatever you want. So I was like, I was playing as Nemesis. So I have two zombies that run around. So every time the zombie would try to kill them, I would hit the zombie. It was kind of funny. <laughs> so I just, I felt bad for them because they were actually trying to play the game right. And, you know, the other two weren't. So I like to have fun. That's the most important thing to me. So if I could have fun playing, that's the most, like, that's the best part. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, Phasmo, of course, which is always amazing. Um, I had a marathon stream and I had some stretch goals for subs and bits and stuff. And, um, I had one of my goals be that I was going to wear a mask blindfolded. So I couldn't really see what was happening at all. Uh, so Maiton, my friend Maiton had to guide me through the map, which was really scary. Um, that sounds incredibly frightening. So just yeah. To, yeah. Just to clarify, you put on a mask while blindfolded. No, (laughs) I said that. I probably said that wrong. I put on a blindfold (laughs) so I couldn't see it all. And then at one point I also had a mask, but not at the same time. Okay. Um, Yeah, Yeah, because I I believe people could check the tape, but I believe the sentence was, I put on a mask blindfold. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, that's an interesting goal. Yeah, that would have been a little overkill because the mask in itself was pretty much like a blindfold. I could barely see out of it Um, or breathe, which was a problem. But yeah. So, I mean, I've been trying to make it interesting with Phasmo. Um, I've been doing a lot of, like, challenges, I guess you can call them, where you once you go in, you can't leave until you get a perfect game. So that's been difficult. Um, playing, like, uh, wheel spinners, where it tells you what you can't bring in or what you have to do throughout the whole game, stuff like that, just to make it interesting. Um, VHS, unfortunately, is still down. They think within the next week or so, they're going to be done with their... Um, security updates because just as a refresher if anyone listening doesn't remember they unfortunately got hacked pretty badly so they are still in closed beta and they're making sure that does not happen again which is nice so that hasn't come back yet um i feel like i feel like that's pretty much it i I might be missing something really obvious but 
I'm pretty sure I've really just been playing DBD and Phasmo. Oh, no, I played Monster Hunter Rise as well with Jonathan, um, actually during my stream as well. So that was a lot of fun. I like coming back to that game. And uh, when I don't forget the controls, it's even better. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm that's at- pretty much it. I imagine that game's a lot about muscle memory. Yeah, it definitely is. Like if I, if I, for this past time when I started playing again, I hadn't played it in like just about two weeks, maybe a little bit less. And I was putting so much pressure on myself in my head, like, okay, remember the controls. And then I'm like, you know what? It's probably going to be muscle memory. So I just went and it was, it eventually came back to me, but there's just so many different controls with that game, like things that you need to remember to do. That when you don't play it for a while, it is pretty hard to pick it back up. I can um, imagine. Yeah, it's, gotta, it's very complicated. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, Jonathan helped me beat the main storyline of the game. I was stuck on HR7, which is the highest while remaining in the story itself. Um, at least I think the story's over. I'm pretty sure it is. Because um, then you go through kind of free leveling up until certain caps. So I don't know if like at each cap, there's a little bit more story progression. Um, I'm not sure, but I know it's like from seven to eight and then eight to like, I don't know, 20 maybe. And then from 20 to 40 and then 40 to 90. And then after that, I think once you breach 100, I think it's kind of free after that leveling up and stuff. But it was a lot of fun. I um, I would definitely like to continue playing that. Um, it felt a little weird playing it on my stream because I'm like, you know, spooky games. But it was also a lot of fun, and I had met a lot of new friends through that, too, just by people popping in and saying hi. So maybe it's something okay. that uh, that I'll do on Game Ball every once in a while. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you have a poll going on right now for your next game, right? I do, yeah. That was another stretch goal. <laughs> so we reached that. So basically, anyone in the community can vote in my Discord, if anyone's interested in joining. Um, I have... I had everyone tell me what games they wanted to see me play, and then we narrowed it down to the top four. So it is Alien Isolation, Visage, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, Security Breach, which I believe is the most recent one. Good old FNAF. Yeah, and Doom 3, which I know was Tom's suggestion, and everyone seemed to like that. So um, I believe Alien Isolation is winning by a pretty decent margin. Um, and then Five Nights at Freddy's is not too far behind, um, but the other ones aren't too far behind that either. So it could it could definitely change. So if you want your vote to count, head on over to the Discord and join, and then you could add whatever you want you want to see me play. You can do multiple votes, whatever you feel like doing. Cool. Yeah, head on over there. We always love to see uh, interaction mm-hmm. on that stuff. All right, Mark, how about you? What have you been playing? Yeah. So um, I had some life changes as. Um, I mentioned before, you know, moved into a new apartment. So I apologize if the audio is not as great. Still setting up a little bit bigger of a room here. Um, also, um, before I get into games, I'm going to turn on my camera to show you guys and I'll describe what I'm showing you guys. Um, I got lucky and was able to uh, surprisingly refinance a student loan a couple nice. weeks ago. That's good. So I got a windfall of money um, <laughs> that I was that I had not budgeted for and. You know, I've already paid everything, so I thought I'd treat myself to a moving gift. Nice. Uh, so I will show you guys and describe. Ooh, live reactions. Here we go. Oh. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Mark has taken the plunge. Do you know what this means, Mark? Yeah. I don't have the streamer set up yet. So for everybody, obviously, it was only on camera for them. Um, I yep. bought an Oculus Quest 2. Same. Um, so. Yeah, I thought that was how much I got reduced in my student loan payment that I was able to afford that. So 
um, God bless being able to refinance now that I've gotten myself, um, you know, in a better financial situation. Um, but yeah, so I've been, uh, just, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, just the, the quality is real good for being wireless. Um, there's a little finicky things, but I have, um, Dan can attest to this. I have a, a giant, uh, space in my living room that I should have enough room to play. Um, so um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, so I'll have reporting into the VR plunge. Um, I've yeah. already I've already purchased Beat Saber and Super Hot VR. Um, you know what else you have yeah. for VR, right? Nope, I'm not getting it. <laughs> um, well, you already have it. You already have it. No, I know, but doesn't mean I'm installing it into the VR. You don't even What's have that? to install it though. That's the best part. I think you just click go. That's Phasmo. Phasmo's <laughs> in VR. Phasmo and VR. Even it actually looks. Graphically more realistic, I guess, because in it, VR, it will in general. Yeah, it would and, mean uh, I would need to connect it to my computer, which I have not yet. Oh, uh, um, okay. Well, you let me know yeah. when you do that. Yeah, the Quest 2 is is its own thing. Gotcha. Um, doesn't need it's to be connected to a computer. Unit. Yep. Gotcha. So, um, got that. Um, that came today. Um, so, I uh, only got to mess around with it for a few hours before I went and uh, got my kitty, Game Vault Cat. Um, so here's some crying while I'm talking. I apologize, but she's Aww. getting used to her surroundings. So, um, and, but I did have enough time to play Elden Ring a little bit um, this last week. Um, game is really good. Um, I have not beaten any of the big bosses yet, like the main storyline bosses. Um, I did defeat, as I said on stream on Wednesday, a, a knight at the top of a fort um, with the help from a jellyfish friend. You beat a fort knight? <laughs> I guess. Yes. Yes. I beat a Fortnite. Um, so, so how did the jellyfish come into play? Like how was it a giant jellyfish? Yeah, it's a giant jellyfish. Um, so they have summons in the game. Um, so I have three of them. I have a giant jellyfish. I have a bunch of nobles that just wander around and hit anything that comes close to them. Um, and then I have three wolves. Um, cool. The wolves have been the least useful um, so far. But I could just be using them wrong. Um, but um, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to get to the hub area where I should be able to, in time, upgrade my summons. So I'm hoping that means multiple jellyfish, um, you know, more wolves, more nobles. Um, I heard there's a couple good summons that are like a, a, a knight and a sorceress and, you know, just and, you know, you can they solve the problem for people that can't play online getting the um, advantage that people have from like uh, summoning like real people in by introducing these summons. Um, they just use your magic and you can um, get them done. Um, so they help you with bosses and things. So looking forward to all of that. Um, yeah. The, uh, um, the one thing I was discussing with our uh, good friend and friend of the podcast, Jonathan um, I defeated a forced invasion. Like they have a, a, a forced invasion fight where they like teach you how invasion works. Um, I stumbled into that one and um, it was able to defeat him. And here Jonathan had more of a problem with him. So it's like one of those things where I just lucked into being able to win. Um, <laughs> but um, because Jonathan is a much, much better player at those games than I am. Um, and that's not me being self-deprecating. He's shown it on streams. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, Mark. Yeah, having my magic helped because the guy had a lot of long range stuff, so I also had long range stuff. 
So I didn't need to get close to him. Uh, so that probably helped out a lot. My build probably helped me more than my skills. Um, but yeah, so still making my way through there. I uh, haven't picked up Horizon. Um, you want to get back into that because every podcast I listen to talk about spoilers for that. And I don't want to be spoiled. Um, so uh, and yeah, and then uh, what else? Like something else? Um, no. Oh, I was looking to. That's right. I was looking to pick up try the triangle strategy demo, but I have not yet. So that's it. Probably going to have more to report back next week. Or next podcast. Mark, Mark always bringing all of, all of the, uh, interesting choices. Yeah. Me, yeah, me, I'm boring. More, so me, I'm boring. Uh, I finished a game. So go me. Yay. <laughs> I finished guardians of the galaxy, which I had a lot of fun with. Uh, it was a, it was a pretty cool trip through the Guardians universe, considering all I know of Guardians of the Galaxy is is basically the MCU. I don't really know the backgrounds of Guardians of the Galaxy all that much. So it's really cool to see a different version than you've seen in the MCU where you don't have, have to worry about people, <laughs> it being Chris Pratt or, 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 or whoever playing the characters. It's just those characters. And I feel like they did it a lot better than with Avengers, yeah. just because Avengers, I feel like they they were very tied to the people that played them. I feel like Guardians wasn't delved into as much, and they were able to get away with them being different actors. I don't know if you feel the same way, Mark, because you played both of yeah, them. Yeah, I was. Um, I agree with you. The Avengers people grew on me, um, but the game wasn't as good as Guardians, so that probably didn't help. Um, Kamala was the best part, um, uh, of Avengers and being a new character, not part of the MCU yet helped with that. Uh, but my favorite part of guardians is I actually think two of the characters, um, were better for different reasons in this. Um, I just like the look and version of Gamora in this game than Zoe Saldana. Um, I, th- I think I liked the, the character as a whole better in this. She had more of a personality in yeah. In the movies, she's kind of just like this 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 emotionless character until you get to Endgame, and yeah, you kind of you kind of don't have a reason to like her. If that makes sense, yeah, she's that, that's not the Gamora you know in right. Endgame. Um, right. Spoilers for Endgame, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and Drax is much better written in this movie than he is in the in this game than he is in the MCU. Um, I like Batista's portrayal of him. Um, a little bit better. Um, I feel like he's a little bit better with the comedic timing in the movies, but the yeah. character itself is written better here. And he has my favorite moment in the entire game. Um, and I, I Tom know knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Um, I literally laughed out loud the loudest I've laughed in a long time um, <laughs> while playing a game to myself. Um, it, it was really good because it was all building to it. And then when he finally gets the celebrate it it was great um and then the, the reason behind how excited he got about that was more a well like structured and you know built towards in any of the storylines he has in in the movies um and and mantis is the best character in the game um she's it's it's <laughs> it's a great take on her, that character her nicknames for everybody just killed me every time yeah because they would always change, except for except for Rocket. It was always a little fuzzy for Rocket. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 
Yeah. But, but everybody else always had a different name. Star guy. Yeah. Star, star guy was great. Uh, uh, green meanie. Like it was just, it was, the only one she actually knew their name was Gamora. It was the only person she actually knew their name. Everybody else, she just made up nicknames for. <laughs> yeah, I think she technically knows Gamora, I think is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's because all those nicknames change because that's probably what she called them and all their different timelines. And, you know, because yes, she's, she's an all seeing. Yeah, she, um, she can see. What do they call her? Madonna? Is that what they call her? Something like that. See, they, she can see uh, all things time and space. Um, so it was the best description was she's imagine Cher from Clueless being able to know all all time and space, uh, all is, universes and stuff like. That. I would at, say that's very accurate. At, at at once she can see them all at once. So it's I like that. Um, yeah. So uh, in the other timeline, you die. I don't know if this is the one where we make it or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, how would you like the uh, gameplay? Not to kind of cannibalize your segment on this oh it's fine i love the i loved the gameplay the game the the battle system like i i I had said this on i think on a stream or maybe on a podcast previously but it felt a lot like final fantasy 7 remake minus the well no even with so with the mad the magic stuff like the you can you can kind of pause time and pick stuff to do the same same kind of way you do in Final Fantasy VII Remake, only it's not on an ATB gauge. It's kind of whoever's got their stuff available can use it. And I thought it was really fun. Uh, I would always forget that Star-Lord had abilities. Oh, you mean like the the elemental stuff? No, like the like you know how you can select somebody to oh, do something? yeah, 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 yeah. I would always forget that Star-Lord had his own until like I accidentally hit the button. I was like, oh, I, I forgot I can do stuff with him. That's not just run around and shoot. I only used one of those. I, yeah, I, I didn't forget about them, but I only used one exclusively. Well, the, the shield one is the only one you should, that I would really use from time I, to time. I use the, the multi-bullet thing where he, they concentrated fire. Yeah, that was a good one too. But again, I, I would always forget that they were there until either I accidentally did it or I, I don't know. Like I, I had to f- to really think about it to do it. But uh, other than that, no, I had a lot of fun with it. There was a couple of points where I was like, "Oh man, this is kind of bullshit." But that's every game. But the writing was excellent. Uh, I loved I I I loved our our best boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cosmo. Cosmo is the best. I loved him too. That's all I've seen. But I love him too. Yeah, he was he's he was awesome. Capitalism. And I liked that. I liked that decisions you make during the game impact the end. Yeah, I, I succeeded so, in all of them. I don't know about you. I did also. So I was yeah, going to ask you if stuff you did made it succeed or not. But the, yeah, the, the only one I save scummed was because I thought it, it was unfair. Was one of the choices in the Cosmo one was um, a little unclear and unfair. There was one in the Cosmo one, and there was one in the Novacore one also that was a okay. little funky that I was not thrilled about. So I was like, "Wait, but, is that, does that mean you know you, you sit there and go, well, that could mean either way." Yeah, you know. So yeah, th- that was that was tough to deal with, but overall, I had a lot of fun, and it was one of the only games I was. I thought to myself, maybe I'll do uh maybe I'll do a new game plus, and I was like, no, because. 
this game literally arrived the day I beat it. And that was Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> uh, so I jumped right into that. Because, well, the main reason I said maybe I'll do New Game Plus is because I was really close to platinuming the game. Same. I, but I was like, how many hours is this going to take me considering I, I want to play Gran Turismo? And I had spent X dollars on Gran Turismo that I won't, I won't say. I got I got the one that had came with everything because I'm a I'm a I'm you're, a Gran Turismo shill. Your your gearhead, as they say. Yes, gearhead, petrolhead, whatever you want to call me. And I've I've been I've had every, pretty much every Gran Turismo I can think of over the years. So uh, I got it and started playing it, and wow, it is gorgeous. And it goes back to what we were saying on our our episode we did on what they should launch with the systems this game should have been a launch game grant granted what is it two years later now year and a half year and a half but yeah it should like you gotta launch with with a game like this this is a this is a system seller granted in this day and age anything is a system seller any game you can get on the new new consoles is a system seller or if, if you can get the console period yeah but if it was a normal time i feel like this should have been one that came out with the with the system, but that's just me. That's just me being <laughs> wishful. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I again uh I I'm having a lot of fun with these. Hopefully I'll get to play a little more before a certain life event happens. Uh but I've been going through and getting all the licenses and something really cool about the new um the new campaign is that it kind of guides you through and gives you like missions to do as opposed to just you know just go race it kind of guides you a little bit which i i i enjoyed uh it kind of gives you a little it gives you more of a reason to go do certain things which i i i was a pretty big fan of so i'm hoping that i will continue playing that and you know hopefully maybe on twitter or something i'll 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 uh post some progress but yeah having a lot of fun with that uh I had some fun with the retro roulette game, which we'll talk about later, but I can't wait to hear what you guys think about that. Yeah, so, um, um, go ahead. Uh, how round were the wheels? How round were what wheels? That's the joke about Gran Turismo. Is that oh, like how round better? were the wheels? Oh, well, yeah, the it's not, it's not a, it's, <laughs> it's not an aliased mess anymore. It's an actual <laughs> circle these days. And there's yeah, rate racing. Yeah. So. yeah, that's the, that's the inside joke for, you know, Gran Turismo is that used to be one of their features. Was it the wheels were rounder this year? Well, yeah, because they're not using triangles and polygons anymore. It's yeah. <laughs> it's gotten a bit better, but yeah, it's uh, it's gorgeous. And just being able to being able to turn ray tracing on. Well, granted, ray tracing doesn't work while you're racing. It only works in replays and when you're taking pictures and stuff. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, they're running the game at 4K 60 with HDR. I can't really complain about that. So. Uh, yeah, good game so far. Hopefully, I'll have gotten gotten all the licenses by by next time. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it for what we've played. Uh, Jen, do you have some news for us? I do have a few stories. Um, the first one in particular, I think you'll be interested in, Tom. Um, so Eight Bit Doe has announced their first completely Xbox style controller. Um, it's called the ultimate wired controller for Xbox <laughs> kind of on the nose with the name. Um, name. They yeah. always have great names for their <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no confusion here. 
Um, they do have the Pro 2 controller that comes with an Xbox variant, um, which is great. But I think the overall look and feel of that still misses the mark for someone who really wants an Xbox controller in its purest form. Um, so the new Ultimate Wired controller for Xbox <laughs> looks legit. And it will have the Xbox-specific buttons. Um, it'll also have programmable back paddle buttons, a headphone jack, trigger vibration, and you can also get it in black and white. Um, I feel like a semi-downside of this is that it's only wired, but if you're using it as a PC controller, I feel like that's totally fine. Um, I actually think it's better. I was just going to say, I think it's better too, because wireless seems to, to disconnect on me sometimes when i'm using bluetooth so i prefer wired when i'm on the pc yeah yeah i, I think if you're sitting next to the pc and you're not on a couch somewhere using a wired controller is probably a better bet yeah yeah um so they are currently taking pre-orders for the new controller um i believe it's through amazon so if this sounds like something anyone would be interested in you can go reserve it right now um, it's costing, I believe, $44.99, and we'll start shipping on May 31st of this year. So I figured you guys might be interested in that one specifically, because I know we're, I think we're all fans of Xbox controllers. Indeed, I am. And I, I will be happy to, if it's a, if it's a good controller, I'd be happy mm -hmm. to check it out and use it. Yeah, I feel like it's cheaper than getting, because like what I did, I've gone through so many controllers. Um, I wound up getting the Xbox One controller. Um, and I believe that's more expensive than this, if I'm not mistaken. I feel I believe they're what like sixty five dollars. The they're Xbox pretty, ones. They're pretty pricey. They're sixty yeah. sixty five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So this is already a cut, like a price cut from there, and and you know their controllers work pretty well. I'm sure you can vouch for it, Tom. Yeah, I love eight, a, a lot of my retro setup is eight bit dough stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's especially their. I use them because they they have a really good wireless system. They have. The ones that are 2.4 gigahertz are the ones I use mostly. I have them for my NES, SNES, Genesis, and all of my Mr. Cores. Mm -hmm. And I love them. And I have the arcade stick. Ape it, though. Hit me up. <laughs> Set up a sponsorship. Come on. All right. So moving on, we have a few more stream. Oh, my God. I knew I was going to do that. Steam Deck updates. They, uh, they knew they knew this was going to be a problem. They did. It's I've I feel like I've been good up until that point. At least on podcast. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know how they were allowed to do it. Yeah, honestly. First it's, of all. It's pretty I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter as much, but I feel like they're very similar. Tom, they're um, obviously two different words. So they're I, I know they're obviously two different <laughs> words, but they sound so close and they're mm -hmm. for, for they're for something involving a computer. I can't imagine that Elgato was like, Yeah, sure, just you can yeah, that's fine. You can mm -hmm. call it you can call it the Steam Deck and we have the Stream Deck. That's no yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the North Face, someone came out with a comparable company and named it the South Butt. And I'm pretty sure they got sued. <laughs> so That's I don't know. I, mean. like, I don't know where no, the gray area is. Maybe there's no the way area. they were able to get away with that without a problem. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't get well, it. I, I'm going I'm going to say I believe the reason why Steam Valve could get away with it. It's because they already own the trademark or whatever to Steam. Yeah. It would be it would be Elgato. Wait, they do the Stream Deck, right? Yes. Um, we all they have would the be mark. the ones that I no, I was just I <laughs> in my head I was like, it's Elgato. Um and then Course, um, it's technically Corsair now. Yeah, and then and then as the words came out of my mouth, I'm like, is it you know? <laughs> but um they would be the ones that could lose in court because Stream 
while it's maybe synonymous with them, is a common word. Yeah, but they had um, it first. Yeah, I, it, copyright law is real weird. So yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I feel like Mark's probably right. I wonder if if Valve was like, "Hey, uh, you need to change your name because we own." It sounds too similar to ours. That'd be yeah. that'd be really shitty. Yeah, copyright law is real weird because <laughs> yeah. um, whole thing is freaking what weird. Was the, oh, um, what was it Sony or somebody was trying to copyright Let's Play or um uh, a reaction? Somebody was trying to copyright either like reaction or some some stupid word that everybody used on on the internet and they said it was too common of a word to yeah which makes sense (laughs) yeah fun let's let's none of us go into copyright law because it seems very back and forth wishy-washy yeah yeah yeah. it can be get real petty from what i've heard (laughs) right um so anyway what's the uh anyway on this the steam deck Okay, so two weeks ago, they started shipping out their first wave of consoles. Actually, I'm pretty sure exactly the day that we were recording our podcast last time. Um, but some of its promised features weren't working yet. Um, and the dock, the, the, bleh, the docking station wasn't shipping yet either. Um, so as of this week, we have a few new updates to report on. Um, one big one being that users can now install Windows 10 on a Steam Deck and it will work. Uh, yeah. Valve has released the GPU, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth drivers that you're going to need in order to download and play games through Windows 10. Um, now, along with this, comes some sort of bad news. Uh, first off, you'll have to totally wipe your Stream Deck to do this because there's no dual boot yet. And if you really want to use Windows 11, you can't because only 10 at this time is compatible. Um Also, your speakers and your headphone jack won't work because there are no audio drivers for Windows OS. So you would only be able to use Bluetooth or a USB-C audio option for now. I'm sure these things will be improved upon, but this is the state of the Steam Deck if you're trying to, you know, use Windows 10 instead of the Valve operating system. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. This will help. It it seems to cause some problems, but it'll help in one instance is that... um, some games uh, don't like Proton, which is what the Valve right. Linux thing is um, that allows this to really work through Steam. And uh, one of those was Destiny 2 mm-hmm. um, would only allow um, you to play if it was could verify Windows. So now you can play Destiny 2 on your Steam Deck um, because if you tried to get around the uh, needing a verified Windows, they were banning accounts. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't I hope that this is a turning point for the whole anti-cheat thing, too. Yeah. Um. I haven't I started looking into it. I haven't really seen anyone confirming if they have been able to get around it. So hopefully that's the case, because like you said, Destiny 2 is a big one that people were really disappointed they couldn't play. Yeah. It. Yeah. The anti-cheat is essentially to narrow it down for those out there, because I'm sure you guys know, Um. is essentially the game looks for Windows and if it sees anything but Windows running the game, it goes, fuck that. That is not. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Get it out of here. Nope. Don't let them in. Um, right. So it's, uh, you know, it's sort of a gatekeeper. And no matter how safe and good Proton is, it doesn't recognize it. So it's kind of like white blood cells, essentially. You know. Right. It, it just, it's just kicking it out. Yep. So. Something else I feel like this, that opens up for this is emulation. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know of any emulators that run on Steam OS, so well, this would I uh, just sorry to jump in. I saw somebody was able to get Dolphin running before this, 
and they got the PS3 thing to run, but it was like taking up most of the battery. It would like, I mean, yeah, the to run, it, um, is it R R R P R P S R S three R C R C P S three. I think anyway, yeah. Battery life would be 45 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty rough, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's cool that now you can use windows. Everybody was hoping you'd be able to granted it's in like a beta state right now, but it's getting there. It's, it's an option for people who want to play certain games. I like it. Yeah. Like solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> like solitaire. Exactly. And, uh, and, uh, pinball. Yep. Maybe hover. <laughs> Maybe hover. That's a deep cut. <laughs> uh, so yeah, overall, on that point, uh, maybe don't download Windows yet if you have a Steam Deck. Just, you know, wait it out a little bit. I mean, you can if you want to experiment, but just know it at the very least that you won't have sound and you have to totally wipe your Steam Deck in order to do this. So more to come on that, I'm sure. And then I had some slightly better news. The website ifixit.com is going to start offering Steam Deck replacement parts on their website starting this summer. Um, so I think that's a great sign because most consoles really aren't easily accessible part wise to repair at home and probably not also easy in general to repair at home for a regular person. So making it possible for people to do this if needed is really going to help. I believe people save money on repairs. Um, I will say though, valve does strongly valve does strongly recommend that users do not open up their steam deck and perform surgery on them unless it is absolutely necessary because there's obviously still a huge possibility that you'll destroy it by accident. Um, and they did also note that their Steam Deck comes with parts that aren't necessarily designed to be user swappable. But if you do feel compelled to do so, these parts will be like verified parts that are going to be available for you to use. So I feel like that's kind of cool. Um, and this is also... Go ahead. I'm glad they're giving you the option. Yeah. Uh, a lot of companies like Apple would be like, nah, you can't, you open something in there. It's you, you can't, you can't ever use it again. That's it. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's nice that they're doing that for sure. And maybe this will help inspire other companies going forward to have an open mind. Um, I think this is specifically important because my biggest concern with the steam deck um, is the thumbstick drift that, you know, the switch folk has a lot of issues with and, and other devices do too. Um, and the first wave of drift actually surfaced recently, although valve did say it was due to a software bug and they had it fixed within hours, but still now knowing that you're going to be able to replace your thumbsticks, if this were ever to be an issue makes me feel a lot better. If I do go and purchase it, that I'm not sinking, you know, 600, $700 on this device. And if I have drift, then I'm kind of SOL sort of thing because they're built in they're not even you know removable where uh steams are or uh, the the switches are so yeah i thought that was cool um and they're also offering a mailing list on ifixit's website so if you want to be in the know and parts are starting to become available on their site you can sign up and they'll email you and tell you when that's happening so and all of this has been verified by valve so they know that it's happening and it's verified so with caution you can perform surgery on your steam deck if you need to I think it again, I think it's great because right to repair has been a big thing recently. And the mm -hmm. fact that Valve is going to let people repair their stuff if they want to or if they need to. Yeah, it's a big step forward. I, yeah. Hopefully, it, hopefully it will make 
like it'll make Apple and Nintendo make make them make a move, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. It'll be very interesting to see if this rubs off on any other console companies. Uh, so my last bit of news is some pretty exciting news for Nintendo and theme park lovers alike. And that is that we are getting a Super Nintendo World coming to Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So it it means I'll have another reason to try to go (laughs) out to California. Right. Exactly. Um, There's not specific information yet about what the rides and experiences are going to be in this specific park. But Nintendo has promised that their guests will be, and I quote, transported into the world of Mario, Luigi, and Princess Peach to become part of their compelling universe. So I feel like it's going to be very immersive. Um, they did say, I have more quotes from them, um, it is a vi- will be a visual spectacle of vibrant colors and architectural ingenuity located within a newly expanded area of the current theme park, featuring a groundbreaking ride and interactive areas to be enjoyed by the whole family. And then, of course, there's going to be themed shopping and dining just to enhance the whole experience further. Um, I think it's really exciting, like you guys said, and it's going to be pretty amazing, I'm sure. Um, if you're looking, I guess, for a better idea of what you could expect, obviously not exactly, because I'm sure they're going to mix it up a little bit. But right now, um, Super Super Nintendo World is also in Japan, and that opened in 20, was it 2021? This past year, right? I think it officially opened. Um So, I mean, similarly to if anyone's been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Universal Studios in in Florida, um, Super Nintendo World Japan is kind of separated into sections within the larger park that it sits in. And it utilizes um, like a smartwatch type of band and you could pair it with your phone. And not only does it track your progress, but you can do certain interactions with it throughout the park just to kind of immerse you more. And um, they also have a virtual reality Mario Kart experience. And there's uh, like a kid's train ride with Yoshi and the Donkey Kong themed area that they're building, I think now. And it's supposed to open in 2024. So I think this is all pretty exciting stuff. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go right now. Um, I know that they're also planning on opening one for Universal, but they don't have a planned or um, excuse me, Universal Orlando. But there's no planned date for that. It is on a list of planned parks. For the Super Nintendo world. I so. think they've pushed it back to 2025 at this point. Yeah, I'm sure. If they're, yeah, if they're if they're doing the one in um, in California and then they're doing something big in Japan, I'm sure they're going to wait to see how California performs, I'd imagine. But I think it's going to be really cool. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. Like I'm going to actually go out there. <laughs> You're currently looking at flights two years out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll be. Yeah, cool. I'll, if anything, I'll be going to the one in Orlando, mm-hmm. but we'll see. It's exciting. I yeah. think the the world of Mario is a pretty cool thing, and I would love to go. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, Nintendo, cool. if, if you feel like sending us somewhere, right? Well, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. <laughs> we would live stream the experience. Should you let us, you know? Oh yeah, totally. I'll vlog it. I'll <laughs> vlog it. I'll you know, I'll do all the things. Yep. Oh, also, I should have mentioned this earlier, but I, I forgot. Um, you can actually, I believe soon you should be able to buy Nintendo merchandise through Universal Studios website. Um, yeah, the actual park park isn't going to open until 2023 sometime, but you could start collecting stuff now, which for some reason that really excited me. I love collectibles. So that ability was like, Ooh, that's fun. So yeah, if anyone's interested. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did. I'm a weirdo like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Those are that's our news for uh for this this podcast. Awesome. And uh, I guess kind of speaking of Nintendo, uh, they just released a trailer for the newest installment of Pokemon, and it got yep. me thinking. Man, there's been a lot of different generations of Pokemon, and there's a lot of different starters because they showed the starters in that in that trailer. And I'm curious to hear what your guys' favorite starter is from the trailer, and then we'll talk about our all-time favorite starters also because I know I have a couple myself. Yep. Now, uh, I guess I'll I'll start real quick because I mean, how can you not go with the fire crocodile? <laughs> I, they, by the way, they, they've given them names. I, I don't know how real this is yet, mm-hmm. but it's Foy Coco is the name of the fire starter. Yep. He's he's just the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I don't, Jen, what do you think? What do you, what is what is your favorite starter from the uh, the ones that they just showed? I'm going to break your heart because I think he was the ugliest thing I've ever no, seen. No, he's adorable. <laughs> I thought it's he kind of reminded me. <laughs> it's an ugly, cute thing. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That. Um, I thought he kind of looked like Totodile a little bit too much. Well, I think but... he basically is Totodile. With... <laughs> yeah, that's my point being, I feel like at this point, there's so many Pokemon that they're going to have to repeat something, sort of. Um, well, Totodile is a crocodile. Right. Uh, I don't know if Foy... this guy's... What's his I don't name? Know if... Coco? I don't... Yeah, I don't know if he's an alligator or... He might be an alligator. So there okay. you go. That's there you different. go. Totally different. <laughs> totally, totally different. Hundred percent different. Um, I would go with Spigatito, and that is the plant kitty because it's adorable. I'm going with the same base reasons as you. It's adorable, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surprised that. I mean, okay, I'm gonna say this not knowing if this already exists, but at least as a starter Pokemon, I'm surprised there hasn't been a cat like one sooner. I'm pretty sure there's not. There's but... been there's been a cat. But really? it was fire, I think. Okay. Litton? That's what I'm, I, mm, I don't Litton know. Litton was a cat. It was a Litton? fire cat. Okay. I got to look that up. Litton, I think, was X and Y. Oh. I, I think. Oh, okay. That And that was a starter Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, it was It was Litton and the the seal one was Poplio and Rowlet. Rowlet was the, the, the owl with the bow tie. I don't know uh, if you remember that one. Okay. I don't know if this was X and Y because I actually played X and I don't remember. This wasn't a starter in X. So it might have been like the next generation. Maybe. Oh, it says generation seven and eight. But I don't know when it was actually starter between those two. I don't know. There's too many Pokemon. There's too many generations. I'm there's, old. <laughs> there's so there's that's we've run into the problem that there's so many Pokemon mm-hmm. that even if you tried to learn them all, I feel like you'd you'd never learn them all. Yeah, it's it's there's, tough. There's got to be what there's there's almost a thousand Pokemon now, right? Probably. I mean, I don't know, like if they stick to one set number each generation, because we started out with 150 and then there I feel like they almost doubled it for the next gen. I don't know. I don't know if they like minimize the new ones each generation now. If anyone knows, I guess let us know. OK, uh, Litten was from Sun and Moon. That's uh, okay. the one after after X got and it. Y. Which is I probably mean, why it's pretty cute. I would probably have picked this one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Mark, so how about I'm, you? I'm glad that neither of you uh, took my duck son. I Quack. knew it. I knew you were going to say that I one. <laughs> with, with his with his great blue hat slash hair. Quaxley. 
quacks. Yeah, I don't know what we have. We haven't decided if that's a quaff or if that's like a beret. We don't know yet. Well, well, we're we're infringing don't, upon dangerous territory if it's a beret. Don't I don't you, know. I don't know what it don't is. You come after my duck son, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not my duck son. Anybody. Keep your alligator away from his duck son. Yeah, <laughs> you leave me and my son alone. <laughs> I would have bet money that you were to pick that, Mark. Oh, it is very cute. I thought you were going to pick it, so nope. I'm going with my kitty. Oh, well, I'm so glad we all. Well, I'm glad we all picked different ones. It makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. And I've always had a soft spot for the original starters. Mm-hmm. I was a Bulbasaur main because I read the strategy guide, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found out that you should not pick Charmander, even though the first time I ever played. I picked Cowards. Charmander. The first time mm-hmm. I ever played Pokemon, I picked Charmander. So, in in a way, he's kind of my favorite too. But Bul- I've always been a Bulbasaur main just because uh, he helps you get through the beginning of the story. But I do like Bulbasaur. I think he's adorable. They've never made another Pokemon that looks like Bulbasaur. He is pretty cool looking. I mean, they tried. They went with Turtwig, which was kind of like a turtle that had mm-hmm. a plant growing out of his head. But <laughs> I think I feel like Bulbasaur was like. That was that was prime Pokemon. Obviously, it was yeah. we're, we we have nostalgia goggles when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Jen. I imagine you were well. You played Yellow, so you didn't yep. get to pick any of those, right? So, uh, yeah, my first Pokemon game was Yellow. So my starter by default had to be Pikachu. And I know I've mentioned this in past podcasts, but Yellow, in my opinion, is the hardest game to start out on because Pikachu is absolutely useless against Brock. Um, and I would have to grind Pikachu and all these other Pokemon like Caterpies and Pidgeys and level them up just to have a chance against Brock. But then after that, everyone's so overleveled that it gets easier. Um, but if for red and blue, I would always start with Charmander. Um, he was always my favorite Pokemon. I've always been drawn to fire types and dragons, so it's not really surprising Plus, I thought he looked awesome in every stage of evolution. I base my selections off of appearances, which is really <laughs> stupid. There's no strategy here, usually. Obviously, I can strategize because they make it really easy to if you wanted to. But um, And he wasn't he wasn't great against Brock either, but not as bad as Pikachu. No, uh, but yeah, could do something. Right, he could do Pikachu. more. <laughs> Pikachu had no shot. No, Pikachu was... Sorry, Pikachu. You, you, you were in it. it. And if you've ever watched the anime... Mm-hmm. There's no re- there's no way Pikachu would have been able to do anything against Brock, but they 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 had to they had to shoehorn <sighs> yeah. it in that he could that he could take down Rock Pokemon with an electric type, which made uh, yeah. I've been rewatching Pokemon. I don't even know why it started out. I think as a joke between my husband and I, and then we just haven't stopped, and we're on like episode forty now. And I heard he was talking about that on the other podcast. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I kind of where I got this idea from. (laughs) Yeah. It's nostalgic, but it's also hilarious and kind of cringy at this point because um, Ash sucks. He knows nothing about Pokemon. He doesn't ever pick the right Pokemon to go into a battle. Like he'll go up against a Bulbasaur and he'll be like, uh, I don't even know. I can't even think of a horrible like Metapod go. Or like, what? (laughs) Like it's just it's dumb, and then they he BSs his way through all of his badges. I know this is a uh, we're breaking off from the topic, but Fine. you can we be can smarter than Ash. You could be smarter than Ash when you play Pokemon. The end. Yeah, Ash is like the the biggest loser of all time. Yeah, like you go through that whole 
uh, series, I don't think he ever wins. I don't think he ever like gets to the Elite Four or whatever. I don't think he ha- that ever happened. I don't remember, but I know I think, I think there's only one gym badge he actually genuinely wins a battle for. And I think, I think that's the electric one. Yeah, against Lieutenant Surge. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. yeah. Everybody else just feels bad for him and gives it to right. him. Right. It's like, oh, thanks for helping me against Team Rocket, even though Team Rocket's following you and I should be blaming you for the fact that they just burnt down my gym. But here, have a badge. Like, what? Or here, have a Pokemon for no reason. It's my, the, word, the dumbest thing to me is like the whole, oh, I'm going to give my, I'm going to let my Pokemon go and maybe I'll right. see him again. <laughs> like uh, Butterfree. <laughs> you never see it again. Ever. Oh my God, that poor Butterfree. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Yep. Anyway, Mark, do you have a favorite starter? <laughs> I I play the least Pokemon out of anybody in the group, which means Pokemon Go is probably the most I played. Pokemon um, Go is fine. But I, 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 I'm always... I didn't even play much of that. Um, so let, let's just say I'm always a partial to a uh, Fire Durgan. So, Fire Durgan. you know, I'm not a coward. The <laughs> I I would go with Charmander. As my he's starter. Cool AF. And he's yeah. cute. Charmander's yep. awesome. I'm not taking anything away from Charmander. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm usually main Bulbasaur because it's it just makes my life easier. Right. I don't have to grind for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, while yeah. and he's also my choice because I use him in Smash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I would say Charmander's probably my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick a couple other ones, I'd say... Cyndaquil is a close like second or third there because his final evolution is awesome too. Yeah. Uh Cynd- Cyndaquil, they've kind of like messed up his is the way his character looks later on. Like they took his spikes away. Oh, why? That's dumb. I don't know. But like I think the newer ones he's gotten them back. But Cyndaquil is another awesome fire mm-hmm. Durgan thing. I don't even know what you would call him. He's like a I feel like he, he reminds me of a weasel he, more so. I, it's kind of he kind of looks like I a hedgehog. I don't know. I don't, they don't they don't ever really say what what kind of animals they are. Mm-hmm. But in, like as Cyndaquil, he's adorable. Yeah. And then he turns into something awesome as you go. <laughs> yep. Which is always good. I yeah. feel like this, and I always feel like the second, uh, like evolution, like the first evolution before you get to the big one for them mm-hmm. is always weird. Well, it's the like their, of... their awkward teenage phase, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I could. T- all right. So I want to go with some of the worst, one of the worst evolutions for me. I, when I played through X and Y, I picked Fennekin because Aww. it was a adorable Fox uh-huh. thing. And then it turns into like a soccer player. <laughs> Like what the f- what is this? Like you're not like literally the the Pokemon's attacks they kick fireballs like a <laughs> soccer player. I was like, this is so stupid. Just keep it on all fours and make it be like a big ass fox. That's fine. Yeah. To, like Incineroar was the same way. He was a he was a professional wrestler. That was <laughs> that was from Sun and Moon. Incineroar he has like a belt. He has like a championship belt around his waist made out of fire. Yep. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's so dumb. Let me see if I can, uh, I can show you guys what this looks like. You got uh, me back for, uh, for not liking your new Pokemon. Cause I loved Fennekin. <laughs> oh yeah. That's dumb. That's so dumb. That's he looks like a, like a college football mascot. 
Yeah. He looks like Tony yeah. the Tiger. <laughs> Off brand. So dumb. <laughs> like, because I, I picked the fire, because I was like, oh, I'll pick the fire ones. Yeah, yeah. And but then yeah. you learned. Oh, I'm sorry. Fennekin didn't turn into a soccer player. Fennekin turned into a wizard. Fennekin That's basically, right. though, you like you said, was bipedal. And I didn't like that part. I, I don't, don't like that. that at all. But if they're quad, if if they ha- if they're on four legs when they're their first thing, they should be mm-hmm. on four legs the whole time, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Or yeah, I don't like when it. they when they do that when they like turn animals into like part partially people. It like loses the the cuteness behind it. It almost doesn't feel like Pokemon anymore to me. Right. It feels like a fighting game or something. Right. It feels know. weird. It's score score bunny was the one I was thinking of, which is the bunny uh-huh. from. Oh yeah, the newest one I think. The, yeah, Poor Bunny is the, from Sword and Shield, I think. Sword That's and Shield, yeah, it. yeah. So Score Bunny turns into the soccer player, and I was like, "You gotta be freaking kidding me!" I should have went with the tadpole. He at least turns into something cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It, Mark, do you have any? Do you have any Pokemon that you don't like? Any any starters that you've seen that you don't like that they turn into something dumb? Um, I do not really know evolutions, so um, I think I like Pikachu better than Raichu, if that counts. I'm weird. I like Raichu better. I'm one of those weird people that likes Raichu. Raichu is my favorite Pokemon. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, But but then Raichu can't say Pika Pika. (laughs) I don't want it to say Pika Pika. (laughs) Wow. Like I, I always, I always felt bad for the Raichu in that episode of of Pokemon because mm-hmm. he he like would get his ass kicked by Surge if he if he wasn't good. I felt like he should th- give up Raichu, but that never happened. But anyway, enough uh, <laughs> enough ranting about Ash and his <laughs> terrible exploits. Uh-huh. We should uh, we should say that it was just understood that the best Pokemon of all time is Mister Mime. So oh. just for those of you that are yelling at our computer screen, you just understand that he is the best of all time. So. He's not. He is so he is not. Creepy AF. <laughs> I did not and like him. What what are your least favorite starters? What what don't you, which ones don't you like? You think are dumb? Um hmm. I didn't like Trico. I just thought it yeah. looked dumb. Trico, <laughs> like, looked, Trico looked dumb. Yeah, I agree. I, I and feel his, bad for bullying these Pokemon, these babies, but they're not we're not dumb. bullying them. We just <laughs> never picked them. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm saying they look dumb, I feel like it's kind of mean, but they're not real. So it's okay. They'll get over it. Uh, Yeah. I didn't like Chimchar either. Yeah. Um, I've never been a huge fan of like the primate. Yeah. yeah none of them really. Pokemon. Yeah. Um, Chimchar, Grookey. Um, I don't know. I've just yeah. never been a huge fan. I also didn't really like Chespin either. He was a little goofy looking to me. He looks like yeah, he's Chesp- wearing a little green hat. Yeah. He looks like a kid. Yes. He, that's he it. Yes. He doesn't like look. Granted, his evolution is awesome. Chestnut uh, is I awesome. I don't remember off the top of my head what that looks like, but I'll look it up. He's like a oh, giant, wow, yeah. like shelled thing. He looks awesome. Looks like a Gundam. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look like Gundam. But yeah, I, he he looks awesome. Yeah. But I again, I I hope I can find out what the newer evolutions are going to look like because I mm. hate picking one and then going this evolution. So the fire Pokemon on each one and it turned into something dumb. <laughs> I I'm just assuming Brigitte Tito, the cat, is probably gonna turn into some kind of like saber tooth tiger looking thing. 
That would be awesome. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, again, I could be totally wrong here because I don't know all the Pokemon, but I don't remember seeing one like that. I'm I'm just excited if, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get this. I'm excited to go with a grass Pokemon because I think I picked Chikorita in Gen 2, but I went through all three. Like, for some reason, I was so obsessed with Gen 2. That was probably the only other generation besides Gen 1 that I really fell in love with. Um, I played through all three of them, but Chikorita was was pretty cool. But I don't think I've played as a grass Pokemon since, like ever, before and then since. So it'll be I interesting to get back into that. The last one I did was Turtwig. I think that was the last grass Pokemon I, I played as. Yeah. But I... Yeah, I don't know if I should like go. I I want to go with the fire Pokemon, but at the same time, I've been burned literally <laughs> by the last few. So I kind of want to go with with uh, Sprigatito also. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go throw. Maybe I'll throw caution to the wind and go with Quaxley. Hell yeah! We'll all just we'll all just steal your duck son. <laughs> My, <laughs> just as long as you acknowledge him, you'll be I able just, to use him. I just hope that the thing, the unidentified thing on his head doesn't turn into something with like eyeballs or like, you know what I mean? Like some weird thing that like it's like Super Mario's hat. Yeah. And, uh, I hope they keep him looking cool when he evolves, not like weird because he's really cute right now. And I love him as well. I feel like Fui Coco, the, the one that you like, Tom, I feel like that's going to look badass when it evolves. Yeah. I feel like he's going to turn into something awesome. And I, yeah. I hope, but again, I've been burned <laughs> too many times before. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm I yeah. may I may go with him. I may go grass this time. I don't know. Also, I don't know anything about, you know, the location or anything. They haven't shown anything. The only thing they've shown is the starter so far. Well, they they've showed the towns and stuff, but they haven't shown, you know, much any else. of the much else. They've just shown like outdoor scenery. They haven't really shown a whole lot. But it looks really nice for a Pokemon yeah. game. I, I say that, but, you know, like Pokemon games never really looked great, especially on the uh, the Switch. The games on the Switch so far have not been powerhouses as far as uh, as far as looks are concerned. But, you know, they they do the job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Arceus has been getting a lot of flack, too, for not looking good in it. It's a Pokemon game. I mean, it's just they don't care. They they're more worried about making up 7,000 more Pokemon than they yeah. are. Ugh. But anyway, those are our favorite and least favorite starters. Uh, so if you have a favorite starter that we didn't talk about or we shit on, or <laughs> you think that ours are stupid, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Just don't come uh, for Mark's Quaxley. That's right. Don't come for Quaxley. Son. Don't Leave touch him the alone. Duck son. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Never talk to me or my son again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully... We'll get some more Pokemon news and we'll all get to play it and trade and battle and everything else. Hell yeah. Like, uh, I'm excited. That'll be great. Something I, I wasn't so excited about <laughs> was this week's Retro Roulette game. I love that segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe, uh, what was, can you give us Dan's response again <laughs> for, for everybody who didn't yeah. hear that? So I came upstairs after recording last last podcast and I was like, oh, we're playing a Batman game. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Which one? And I was like, uh, I think it's like Batman Forever. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, boy, that sounds bad coming from the biggest Batman fan that I know. 
Yeah. This is coming from the streamer known as the Bat Dan. The Bat Dan, yeah, does not does not did not, <laughs> did not bode well for us. No. Nope. Uh, and so, where are you guys coming from with this game? Have you ever seen it before? Played it before? Marked? Have you? I have you ever seen this game before? No, I've seen a game like it. And well, yes, shared it on po- stream, but yeah, but no, I have not um, seen this game. I've only played. Until the Arkham games, I only played one other Batman game, um, which is the one for the NES. And that one's okay, but kind of NES hard. Um, The uh, thing about this, I'll I'll give it one thing, is that it is a better game than Time Cop. I don't know how much that's saying, but I was able to get further in this game than I've ever gotten in Time Cop. Um, Well, yeah, yeah, Time Cop, for those who don't know, is a very similar styled game to this. Yeah. And does the same Mortal Kombat-esque look with the characters, the the sprites. Uh, the sprites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, Time Cop's not very good either. No, no. The, the, my favorite part about this, I say this in the sarcastic favorite part um, of this game, is the uh, combinations you have to hit to use your weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even like Batarangs on why, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it's fighting game controls for some reason. It's Mortal um, Kombat controls. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Like combo controls. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like that. That took me out of it. Um, I think I got as far as you did on stream, Tom, and then I did the level select stuff and popped around. Um, it doesn't get much better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, that's about. I'm glad um, I didn't miss anything then. No, it. it I mean, you see some things from the movie, but um, that's about it. Um, yeah, so I'd like to hear what Jen says while I, I deal with the Game Vault cat who has decided to join me. Aw, maybe Game Vault cat has opinions on Batman Forever. <laughs> or it's talking about Quaxley, who knows. Um, so I thought the graphics in this game looked good. Um, that's probably the end of my positives for the game. Um, I had a lot of fun teabagging my opponents before their bodies disappeared because that was the only way I could have fun while playing this game. Um, The fact that enemies can also kick you through the door of your current level into the next one was kind of funny, but then I also got really annoyed after a while because of the ridiculous load screen of hold on in between levels or in between, you know, while it was loading. I would have rather have had it said loading instead of hold on. What, a, what a shitty load screen. Right. Also, who's ever seen a load screen in a Super Nintendo game? I can't, I have to say that's probably the first loading screen in a non-RPG I've ever seen in a Super Nintendo game. I guess maybe, I'm assuming maybe because the graphics, I don't know, made it necessary to have to load into the next area. It's gotta be know. because the digitized sprites of the, that they that they do for like, Mortal Kombat and stuff that would be very heavy on yeah. on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, but it just seems so weird to me that that was also the best thing they could come up with was hold on. I know it wasn't like Batman Not, themed. It was, it was you, just like you, wait. You know what they could have used? What? Um, I don't know if it'd make any sense, but it'd be more comic appropriate. Would just be put meanwhile or something. Yeah. Like, like one, I know, meanwhile, it would be cutting to someone else, but like a word like that, like a comic book word. Even like, please wait. Yeah. That would have been yeah. fine. 
Or what if they did like the, you know, like the old school Batman? That would have been cool. Hello. Anything except hold Hold on. on. Like hold on almost sounds like the game's annoyed. Like hold on a minute. Like give me a minute. I got to load all this (laughs) shit in. Give me a minute. Yeah. Um, I just, I basically, while I played this game, I just laughed at it the whole time. Like Batman's stance. I believe Dan said it reminded him of the fighting Irish. Yeah, uh, he's just like bopping yeah. back and forth and, you know, hooking his fists. And it's just it's so cringy. Um, yeah, it's, it's the old time fighter stance. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, I personally, I got stuck pretty much right away going to what you said about the controls, Mark. I knew that I had to jump up onto the next level because you see this opening in the ceiling. But there's no explanation. The first time you come across it, it's there's no like press select and up on the d-pad to shoot the grappling hook up like there's nothing that tells you like here's how you do this for the first time um obviously i'm sure that there was a uh what's it called like a book that came with it yeah a manual that told you how to do it a manual thank you but i looked it up yeah um and again when you're jumping down a level i tried to figure it out on my own i had to look that up too yeah you you needed you needed tutorials jen Fake yeah, <laughs> I'm a fake gamer girl. What can I say? Uh, it's just, it, yeah, there's, I feel like there's, there's a training level or, um, like a training mode where I guess you would learn how to play, but I don't want to do that. I just want to play. <laughs> Maybe that's on me. Even, but. So I even went back after the stream mm-hmm. and looked up how to do the moves. I could never get them. To- it was not got- super accurate while using the D pad and like stretching your hand across to do something like, I don't know. Sometimes the grappling hook wouldn't go the right way for me. And I'm literally pushing it with two fingers, like fake gamer girl style, if you want to call it that. I'm like, why isn't this working? It's like going like, sideways. I got I got the moves to work like once. I, I think I was doing I think I got the smoke bomb to work like one time. I could I yeah. just could not like one out of 10 times it would do something for whatever reason. It was just so and I'm playing on original hardware, so it was so just unintuitive, yeah. and it just was laggy. Like trying, like you had to like wait. Like if you press down, like one of the moves was like down, down, uh, A or X or something, and you'd have to hit down, and you have to wait for him to go down, come back up, and then hit down. Like if you yeah. hit it too fast, it it didn't it didn't register it. Yeah, it which just, is like geez. the opposite of how you used to have to play Mortal Kombat when you were doing combos. You had to do them quickly. It was just so unresponsive, and I could not figure out why. It was just... You, you was got the over it a couple of times, or whatever that was. A couple of times, but that's because it was left-right, so it takes a second to roll your thumb left to right, but like any like any other move, like any like the half-circle moves I was trying to do... I had no chance. Like mm-hmm. I, I would have had to hook up like the arcade stick for it to work. I just could not yeah. get it to do what I wanted it to do. Yep. It was frustrating. I didn't even wind up using any of his special moves, really. I just did the grappling hook. Um, and that was pretty much it. I kind of wish they were uh, generous and actually gave you lives back. Because I was expecting... I beat the first... I don't know if you want to call it chapter... Um, and then the second chapter is one with the elevator that you, I think you stopped after that one on stream. Um, but I don't think you don't start the next chapter with regain lives. You start with whatever you had previously at the end of the last chapter. 
Yep, nothing. So I thought that was kind of dumb. I mean, you could pick up like med kits or whatever they were called, and it would replenish some of your health, and then like the best ones would fully bring all your health back. But I I didn't come across a way to fully gain a life back. I don't know if I didn't get that far, but yeah, it's very very that era Streets of Rage final fight. Yeah. You know, where but those you, games, well, I, this game gives you lives too, but even on like easy, they didn't give you any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I started out on regular and I switched to easy and I wound up getting to the same point and it didn't, I didn't feel like there was much of a difference. I don't know. I didn't feel like there was much a different, much of a difference either. I actually thought easy was worse at some points. I don't know why, yeah. but it was just not a whole lot of not fun. Something, was, something. Yeah. Something else that was like mind boggling to me was when you're you're walking and then all of a sudden there's something in front of you on the screen and you can't see your character anymore. Oh, then, like a pillar or something? Yeah, like they would put pillars in the foreground. Like yeah. why why are we doing this? They're trying there's to no fancy. Reason, I there's guess no reason it, for that to be there. I guess to make it look 3D. Yeah. Sure, but you can do that with parallax scrolling. You don't need to put something in front of the character so you can't <laughs> see them, especially when it's like fighting game controls. And then you have one person in front of you, an enemy, and then an enemy behind you, and you're behind a pillar, and you can't see what the hell is going on. That's yeah, exactly what I'm talking tough. about. That's oof. Yeah, it was bad. That was the thing that annoyed me the most, I think, besides the controls not working. Yeah, there was way too many instances, supposedly on early, where you were going up against multiple double enemies. At the same time. But I do appreciate the enemies' names. They were pretty dumb and funny. Yeah, that was at least a little fun to be had when you got to see some stupid names that getting thrown up on the screen. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, there's not much good to say. Like, the best thing about it was probably the graphics. Mm -hmm. And even then, it wasn't anything anything you haven't hadn't seen before. Because I imagine this came out around the same time as Mortal Kombat or donkey kong or any anything like that where they digitized the 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 human sprites and i feel like they just cared too much about the way it looked rather than how it played i forgot who who made this game mark do you remember um i don't remember i i only know who made the nes one because that that's a hudson joint um oh of course that makes a whole lot of sense it was a claim oh yeah they probably (laughs) made the time top game too uh, yep. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. So yeah, acclaim. Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So let's let's give it a score and then get something better. Uh, so I'll I'll give it a two out of five. Um, most of the two is because the sprite work is pretty good. Um, in terms of Batman looks like Batman, and you know when you get to some of the villains, like known villains, they look good. Um. And it follows the movie okay, um, from what I remember of Batman Forever. Um, so mostly for its ability to be the licensed game, I give it two. I give it, you know, a two. But yeah, gameplay is completely terrible. Um, and the fact that it's not as broken as Time Cop is a very low bar to meet the All right, Jen, how about you? I'm giving it a 1.5 out of 5, and the half point is for being funny, even though it wasn't meant to be funny. <laughs> um, I felt like it was just really boring and had nothing really new or exciting in it, and it just was repetitive after a while. Um, and I, I still didn't like how it didn't attempt to help you learn how to play it. 
as a new as a new player. It was just all around a bad game. And I feel like they hoped people would love it because they love the movie. And like you said, Tom, they put so much effort into making it look good that it didn't play well. And that's a huge issue, obviously. So, yeah, I agree 100 percent. It was it played like absolute garbage. It looked eh. I'm giving I'm giving it a point five out of five. Oh, wow. Wow. Just because I just didn't it just didn't do anything well. The only thing it did somewhat well was the sprites, but the, even the, the levels were just boring too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it was, it wasn't, see, the thing is it wasn't frustrating, but that's because I didn't care. Like I didn't care to try to make, make myself better at it because it wasn't very, it wasn't good enough to, to do that. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm coming from with a point five. I that's maybe the lowest score I've ever given anything. I think and we've so. played <laughs> we've played Castlevania two. Yeah. And other terrible game. No me no 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 reason other to shit on Castlevania two other than it's a terrible night to have a curse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna do it for Batman Forever. Man, the movie's not good either, just for just just to nope. <laughs> Just to clarify, movie's not good, game's not good. We're sorry, Val Kilmer. We're sorry they put you through that. All right, let us let us spin the wheel. All right, this is this is going to be a fun one. I think we're going to be playing Ducktales for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Ducktales. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. So. I really enjoyed the DuckTales remake. It's been a long time since I've gone back to the original, so this should be interesting. Uh, I love the music from DuckTales. I always, I think everybody kind of loves the moon theme, so we'll get to try that out. The the One of the best things about DuckTales is you can pick which level you want to go to. You don't have to, there's no order. But this should be fun. I, I'm, I'm glad we got an, another NES game because Jen needs to get, get up on her NES games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's always fun to hear what she thinks of these games because they. Sh- what was your first console again? N sixty four was the yeah, first thing you it was like you my had. Main, my main console, yeah. Yeah. So it's always interesting to go back and see because our first game that we did, I think, was Bionic Commando, right? Which was yeah. an NES game. <laughs> that was something. But yeah, uh, I guess now is probably the best time to do this announcement. Uh, so I'm going through a big life thing that's happening. My, I'm going to be having a child soon. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, she's come. <laughs> it may or may not happen. We'll see. But this is going to be my last podcast for a good while, a good few months, uh, while while we adjust to life, it, doing all of the baby stuff. And uh, the podcast and streams will continue. I believe we'll be having a number of of different guests coming onto the show. Yeah. Uh, but Mark and Jen will be taking over and I will hopefully be back at some point, hopefully a few months down the road. But uh, I want to thank everybody for for coming around and hanging out and interacting with us and sh- coming to our streams. And it's been a whole lot of fun. I'm going to miss it. And yeah. I hope it's not too long before I can come back. Uh, but, yeah, I want to thank you, you guys, Mark and Mark and Jen, for doing this with me. We had this yeah. silly idea a few years ago and it's continue to grow and it's continued to be fun so thank you yep. guys yeah it's a lot of fun all right so again if you're listening to this on monday the day it comes out 
I may or may not be streaming DuckTales. We'll see. We'll see if, if, if I haven't gone to the hospital already. If I haven't, I will be streaming. That will probably be my last stream for quite some time also. Uh, but uh, please come and hang out. We'd love to, to, we'd love to see you there. And uh, before we get out of here, why don't you guys plug your stuff? Mark, you want to let everybody yeah. know about TC Tam? Yeah, so, so I'll I'll be quick here because everybody knows what they call this movie, TC Tam. You can get it wherever you listen to podcasts, Breaker, Google Play, Apple. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Spotify. Um, you can find us just about everywhere. Um, this week's movie was Judge Dredd. Um, I am the law. Um, <laughs> a, a prerequisite for every time you make the Stallone Judge Dredd. Um, so uh, be sure to check that out. And um, yeah, we'll have some fun coming up. I know we probably have a Leprechaun movie coming up soon. So uh, be, be on the lookout for that. And Jen, uh, what's our uh, tentative stream stuff? Yeah, right now, as Tom already said, um, we're going to be adjusting the stream schedule around. Maybe not necessarily the schedule itself, but who's streaming when. Yeah. So Mondays normally were Retro Night with Tom or Retro Roulette. So we'll get, we're basically going to solidify this once we try it out and make sure it works for Mark and myself. But um, Mondays will still alternate between Retro Roulette and something. So we'll let you know on that. Um, Wednesdays we're probably going to keep as a stream day. I might take over Wednesdays and do something then. And then Thursdays was Mark's co-op day. Right now it's kind of his grab bag day. But again, I know, I know this isn't a very, uh, definitive schedule, but we will let you guys know as soon as we know for sure what we want to do. Um, we'll always update the Twitter and the discord. So you're not wondering, you know, when you're going to catch us next. So just keep an eye out for our social medias and we'll let you guys know when we know. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep you up to date, and uh, we we won't keep you in the dark. Yep. And lastly, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for any retro console accessories, whether it be controllers or cables or power supplies, head on over there via the link in the description of this podcast. And every time you purchase something from that link, it gives us a little kickback and helps us make these podcasts and streams better for you guys. So... Thank you again to everyone. This has been a hell of a ride, and hopefully I won't be gone for too long. But in my absence, please stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming up. So for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.